You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the book of Acts in chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. And this is the story of the day of Pentecost. Let's go ahead and hear together the words of scripture. Uh, This comes to us on page 159 of the New Testament of your pew Bibles. If you'd like to follow along with this reading from the Good News Translation. When the day of Pentecost came, all the believers were gathered together in one place. Suddenly there was a noise from the sky which sounded like a strong wind blowing and it filled the whole house where the disciples were sitting. Then they saw what looked like tongues of fire, which spread out and touched each person there. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to talk in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. There were Jews living in Jerusalem, religious men and women who had come from every country in the world. When they heard this noise, a large crowd gathered. They were all excited because each one of them heard the believers talking in his own language. In amazement and wonder, they exclaimed, These people who are talking like this are Galileans. How is it then that all of us hear them speaking in our own native languages? We are from Parthia, Media, and Elam, from Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, from Pontus and Asia, from Phrygia and Pamphylia, from Egypt and the region of Libya near Cyrene. Some of us are Roman. Both Jews and Gentiles converted to to Judaism, and some of us are yet from Crete and Arabia. Yet all of us hear them speaking in our own languages about the great things that God has done. Amazed and confused, they kept asking each other, what does this mean? But others made fun of the believers, saying, oh, these people are just drunk. Then Peter stood up with the other eleven apostles and in a loud voice began to speak to the crowd, Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, listen to me and let me tell you what this means. We are not drunk as you suppose, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Instead, this is what the prophet Joel spoke about. This is what I will do in the last days, God says. I will pour out my spirit upon everyone. Your sons and daughters will proclaim my message. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Yes, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will proclaim my message. I will perform miracles in the sky above and wonders on the earth below. There will be blood and fire and thick smoke, and the sun will be darkened, and the moon will turn red as blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. And then whoever calls to the Lord for help will be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our Redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. So long before I was a parent and had children of my own, I knew how much work went into pulling off a children's birthday party. And I knew that because of my best friend in seminary, Chad, and his son, Edward. 
Edward was turning nine years old at that time, and he's much older now because we're all much older now. But I got a text from Chad, and he said, can you come help me? And given that that was the nature of our friendship, Lindsay and I dropped everything and made our way over to Chad and Kim's. And it wasn't very long before we realized that we were going to be helping to set up for this birthday party. So Chad, Edward, and I went to the church that they were attending at the time to grab tables and chairs. And as nine-year-olds do, Edward got tired of helping to load. And then since Chad and I are, you know, nothing but, you know, followers, we also got tired of having to load tables and chairs. It was at that moment that Edward did something that I will never forget. He started to sing a little song from the TV show Wonder Pets. He would say, what's gonna work? Teamwork. What's gonna work? Teamwork. I heard some of you singing along. That became the motto for our day. We would sing and we would load tables. We would sing and we would load chairs. We would sing as we would unload the tables and chairs on Chad and Kim's front lawn. And that wasn't the end of all the help that they needed on that day. In getting ready for this birthday party, we did some light yard work. We did some decorating. We did some grilling. All the while singing, what's gonna work? Teamwork. And just putting it in perspective, all that work happened before the party even started. What was looming over us this entire time was undoing everything that we had just done. We'd gone to pick up the tables and chairs, and that meant that we had to go drop off the tables and chairs and reset everything. What's gonna work? Teamwork. And that is just the nature of kids' parties, isn't it? But bigger than that, that's the nature of life. Life can be a lot of work for everybody, right? And sometimes we find ourselves needing a source of help. Sometimes we find ourselves needing a source of energy. Sometimes we find ourselves needing a team of or needing a power source to accomplish all that is before us. For Chad and Kim and Lindsay and Edward and I that day, our source of power was teamwork and the wonder pets. And for Chad and I, it was a desire to give a nine-year-old the birthday of his dreams. But there are more sources of power out there, are out there, aren't there? On the day of Pentecost, Jewish believers were gathered from the various places all mentioned in verses 9 and 10 and even beyond, and they were all in Jerusalem. And each and every single one of them had found a source of strength, found a source of help, found a source of power to accomplish all that they had in front of them. But it wasn't teamwork. It was God's work. It was God's work. See, in Jerusalem on that day, they were together to celebrate the Festival of Weeks. And this was at its heart, and when it was first instituted, it was a festival at the start of the planting season, or in the middle of the planting season, as a way of giving thanks for the way that God was going to move and work in that year's harvest. 
it was a time for the people of God to bring their offering of first fruits to the temple. But as time went on, the meaning of that day grew, and it became a time for the people of God to give thanks for the law. To give thanks for the law that was given to Moses on Mount Sinai. It was the law that formed them as a formal nation. It was the law that had become their sense of their, their source of help and their sense of energy and the source of their power to accomplish all that was before them. So they might sing something like, What's gonna work? Law work makes a terrible children's song. But it was where they drew their power. The disciples, on the other hand, were not in the mood to be celebrating because the disciples felt powerless and exhausted. In the scripture this morning, when we find the disciples, we find them in an upper room. And they are either still there from the, from the days following the resurrection, or this is an upper room to which they returned because the sight of a large crowd of Hebrew believers all gathered in Jerusalem was too eerily similar and unsafe for them. Because the last time that happened was the time when the crowd was crying for the crucifixion of their friend and leader, Jesus. And so plunging back into that crowd was not on their list of things to do. So the disciples found themselves separated. And they found themselves looking for a source of power. What's gonna work? Not for them. They don't know what's gonna work. They don't know what that answer is. But because of the influence of Jesus on their lives, they know that it is not the law to which the Hebrew believers cling. Because after all, it was Jesus who reinterpreted the law in order to proclaim the true nature of the kingdom. It was Jesus who fulfilled the demands of the law by giving his life on the cross and defeating death in the resurrection. But then, as the disciples were feeling so scared, as the disciples were feeling so helpless, it is the Holy Spirit that showed up and filled the room and ended their wandering and ended their wondering and ended their longing. Because for them, they got their answer of how it was that they were going to accomplish all that was before them. What's gonna work? Spirit work. It's not a great children's song, but it is what happened. What's gonna work? Spirit work. On that day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit infiltrated the disciples' sequestered quarters and filled them with hope. On that day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit became for them a renewed source of help, a renewed source of energy, a renewed source of power to accomplish all that was before them. 
the truth is, is that the Holy Spirit filled them. And it filled them with a renewed sense of life. And for the very last time in the testimony of Scripture, it is the Holy Spirit that enabled them to leave the upper room, a space to which they would not return. They left the whole, the, that upper room, and it, the Holy Spirit is what allowed them and empowered them to communicate with a diverse group of people that would have been hard even not under the circumstances. By the power of the Holy Spirit, those disciples, in principle among them, Simon Peter, the rock upon whom the church is built, by the power of the Holy Spirit, they overcame the challenges that they were facing. They overcame the helplessness that they were feeling. By the power of the Holy Spirit, they proclaimed the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and in so doing, fulfilled the prophetic words of the prophet Joel. <coughs> Sorry. By the power of the Holy Spirit, they would go on to create a more energetic and vibrant community of faith that came to be known as the Church Universal a community whose work we continue not only in this physical space, but in the world around us. As we are so compelled and we, as we are so expelled forth as the disciples were on that first day of Pentecost. What's gonna work? Spirit work. Friends in Christ, when we lean on that help, when we lean on that energy, when we lean on that power source given to us long ago, it is the Holy Spirit that enlivens us as it did on that day of Pentecost. It is the Holy Spirit that empowers us. Theologian Friedrich Buechner puts it this way, the Holy Spirit is the power of life within you. And when the Spirit is unusually strong, you are unusually alive, and you breathe that Spirit into others' lives, and you become inspiring. This is what God did on the day of Pentecost, and this is what God continues to do in and through us. God breathed onto that community of disciples and God continues to breathe over us. God's breath filled the disciples and gave them the ability to go out and speak about God's deeds of power. God's breath fills us and inspires us to connect with people in the world around us, in life giving ways. So what's gonna work? Spirit work. What's gonna work? Spirit work. Can we do one more? What's gonna work? Spirit work. In your lives and in mine. Would you pray with me? Inspiring and empowering Holy Spirit, we give you thanks for this day a day when we so focus on the work that you did on that first day of Pentecost. But it's bigger than that. Spirit, we give you thanks for the work that you continue to do in our lives. 
for the discernment that you provide to us that we may know the will of God, for the empowering that you give to us that we may do the work that God has called us to do, for your ongoing presence with us that is our comfort in the midst of loneliness, that is our strength in the midst of powerlessness. We give you thanks for who you are. And through who you are, we give you thanks for who you've made us to be. Empower us to live by the Spirit, not just on this day, but every day. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.